Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast, starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear, Stirk Daddy, Justin STP6, Andy Pollock, Randy Santarelli, D. Slackey, the debut of House Deets, Candle Still Lit, Little Slads, WGL 1035, Prince Palmer 17, Lefty 79, and Bucks in 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. On this episode, we are going to be breaking down Prince Palmer's team. He's sitting next to me on the couch, uh, looking pretty comfortable, and he's ready to talk about his team. Thank you, Commissioner. Just want to say thank you, and uh, been listening to all the podcasts that you've been producing. So I uh, look forward to uh, diving into through the squad. And when we are done with our Ryan's podcast, we will only have four left, which is going to be a pretty good transition because this will take us right into NFL draft season. So let's get right into it and let's start talking about Prince Palmer's team. So in the startup draft, when we started this. Shindig three years ago. In the startup draft, you got the number 10 selection in the draft. Uh, at the 110, you ended up staying in your spot, which did not actually happen a lot um, early in the draft. But you stayed at 10, and you selected the star wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams. Around that pick, other wide receivers were Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, Julio, and then Nick Chubb went the very next pick. What made you decide to take Devontae Adams? Yeah, this was, uh, I definitely, it was either him or Chubb, um, and as we'll probably get into later, he's, he's no longer on my team, but as of now, a lot of people were moving around in that first, first uh, round, and I wanted to, you know, I think Devontae was a perfect cornerstone number one wide receiver and just you know i know he was gonna get the volume um and you know at the time he just had a good contract so i said let's lock and load and then uh and see what else i know running backs were going off the board but um at the time i think he was the best available at that at that stage all right and then you did not make a selection in the second round as you did end up trading that pick uh, for a later package to Randy, but let's fast forward into the third round where you did have back-to-back picks. So you had the 309 and the 310. Starting with the 309, you took your first running back of the draft, and it was Leonard Fournette. After that came Sony Michelle, Derrick Henry, and it was quite some time after that before the next running back went. So why did you like Leonard Fournette? Um. Uh- well, at the time, he was on the Jags. He was going to get a bunch of volume. Um, I think, you know, he was a downhill runner. I really thought he was going to be there for a while. Um, obviously, don't have a time machine. Don't, you know, we don't know how things are going to play out. Um, unfortunately, you know, things, you know, he was not a Jaguar anymore after a while. But, um, you know, I thought he was a good, uh, you know, start starter day one um 
Man, did Derrick Henry really went after that? Oh yeah, he went to he went to Will at the three twelve. Oh man, so come fix that later. That would have been nice um, if I had known that. But uh, you know, I was I stuck with it. You know, I made I wanted to move back. Randy got his guy with uh, um, with Cook, so you know I felt I wanted a back to back. And then I'll let you uh, say what my next pick was. So your next pick was the very next one, and yeah. it was from your normal selection. It was the three ten, yeah. and you selected your first tight end, which was Zach Ertz at the time was with Philadelphia. Yeah, another big name. Um, I think looking back, maybe was a little too early for a tight end. Um, I think I maybe reached a little bit, but I know what his value was, and I know just having those back-to-back, I could reach a little bit and grab him. Um, probably not one of my wisest decisions, but uh, you know, it definitely helped me. Definitely my first first season for sure. So Yeah, and the next tight end that went was in the fifth round, so that was O.J. Howard. So I think this was back when there was a tier of Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, and uh, you got one of those guys. So uh, looking at the next selection then, so it gets into the fourth round. You only had one selection. It did come at the 403. You drafted your second wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. Oh, and how smooth he was <laughs> for the first season. Um, I feel like a lot of people blew past him. Um, and I was reading a bunch on him, and I was like, hey, this guy seems like he's going to be a good fit. Um, shout out to Northern Illinois, where he came from, uh, over by my hometown. But um, I thought he, you know, again, I kind of hit hit gold there a little bit with the uh, the rising stardom on, and, you know, in Detroit, obviously not anymore, but um, I was happy with that pick. And then you, again, had back-to-back picks, this time in the fifth round, Starting first, your second running back at the 509 in Kenyon Drake. Yeah, um, at the time, uh, I really liked this pick. Um, but man, he's been bounced around like a freaking ping pong. So um, his value has gone way down. Um, yeah, probably should have reorganized of what I wanted to stack up. Um, probably should have got a, a better RB2. I'm excited about this next pick, though. I'm, he's probably my favorite player on my team, to be yeah. honest. Well, then came the 5-10, and there was the very next pick. You selected your third wide receiver of the draft, and it was DJ Moore, who I think was a rookie, or I think he had one year of experience with the Panthers, and that was your 5-10. Yeah, I, honestly, I was, like, really praying that no one would pick him when I and it got to me, and I, I probably took, like, two minutes just to click it because I knew who who I wanted. So that was a pretty pretty much a lock pick, and I was so happy he fell to me. Then we get to the sixth round. So a couple picks later, you selected your fourth wide receiver in Corey Davis, who at the time I believe was with Tennessee. Yeah, um, another kind of just question marks around this pick, to be honest. I, I looked at the, at the remaining wide receivers, and I probably could have picked a better – one but um you know i thought i wanted a little share of the the tennessee pass offense so grab Corey. all right and then the next selection for you came two rounds later at the 803 in which you selected your second tight end and he's still on your roster it is david najoku yeah he uh recently got paid uh he's on the tag and uh you know he's 
he is the guy apparently in Cleveland, which, um, as we'll talk about later, I, I tend to keep my players close to my chest <laughs> or vest, is it? Um, and uh, don't don't like unless I see something intriguing. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I stuck with him, and um, hopefully he'll he'll pay dividends here. And then you had two two selections in the ninth round. First, starting with the nine oh five. It was Sam Darnold, who was the quarterback at the time of the New York Jets. Yeah, I think I, I really liked I liked him. I liked his game. Super young, obviously. So in a, dyna, a dynasty, I, I liked that aspect. Um, <laughs> and I was just praying that he would get out of Jetland because there was no saving that offense. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but... Um, yeah, not, not, I don't regret not picking him. Um, I thought it was a good pick at 9.05. And then your second selection of the ninth round was, at the time, the Bears wide receiver. It was Anthony Miller at 9.10. Yeah, is this guy even in the league anymore? <laughs> <laughs> or is he, like, I mean, this guy just disappeared. I know he, I just remember him getting in that fight in New Orleans He's his... on the Steelers as of two months ago, oh, and man. he signed a reserve futures contract. Yeah, this guy had all the stardom, all the shining things in front of him, and he just pissed it away. <laughs> and literally so disappointed. Um, I feel like that he was a part of a trade piece, too, that I sent with Andy. Um, we can talk about that later, but <laughs> that was, yeah, um, <laughs> probably a, another regret pick there, but. We'll keep moving on because this next pick was rock solid, I think. Yeah, so this was actually your backup quarterback to Darnold. You selected at the 10-03 Lamar Jackson, quarterback of Baltimore. Yeah, his back was pretty sore after uh, season one as he carried my whole team, apparently. (laughs) Uh, MVP season led me to the championship versus Randy. Um, Phenomenal season. Hopefully he continues. Um, But, you know, looking to gain another running back quarterback here in the next uh one or two years so um, but keep it going lamar let's go <laughs> so that was it for your first 10 rounds of selections uh two names of note that i saw on your list then uh in the 17th you ended up taking matthew stafford who was with the lions at the time just to add to your quarterback depth and then also in the 22nd round you took eric kendricks who was a idp stalwart of your roster what do you think about those two guys? Yeah, I really I wanted a three quarterback rotation in my room, and Matthew Stafford was still there. Obviously, um, you know he's he's a veteran. You can call him a veteran. Super good though. Um, honestly, you know, obviously didn't win a lot with the Lions, but um, from a fantasy standpoint, um, just rock and rolled. Um, had really good weapons there. Unfortunately, just was in a tough situation. Um, you know, glad he got a ring and glad he got out of there but and no longer on my roster he's with andy Hmm. um but um no happy i really really like that pick and then eric kendricks you know came out of the woodwork didn't know a whole lot i mean i heard his name a bunch um but man has he done so much good stuff for my idps and just racked up a bunch of uh tackles and and whatnot so uh yeah i'm sure randy uh liked that pick and then let's get into your startup rookie draft. So if we look at the rookie draft, you randomized and you got the 11 spot of the rookie draft. You only had three picks. 
is you made a trade with uh, Rowdy mm-hmm. uh, for a future first, I think it was. Yeah. And <clears throat> let's take a look at the three selections that you had. So starting it off at the 202, you selected a running back in Justice Hill, who was drafted by Baltimore. I'm just going to kind of group these three together because <laughs> I don't know, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know uh, <laughs> if they have much value on your yeah, squad. Insert but. the cricket noise here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the third round at the 311, you selected Ryquel Armstead, who I believe was with Jacksonville. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and then the third pick was in the 402, Miles Boykin. Uh, I think he's a wide receiver for Baltimore, or at least was. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on those three guys? You know, honestly, no. These guys are all just, <laughs> I mean, they just went in the dumpster. Um, but I was happy to, you know, trade up with Rowdy um, when he was in the league and get a first. Um, I didn't see a lot of value. I don't know if he, who he picked, maybe Paris Campbell or somebody of that nature. Um, and I was totally fine with that. Um, so, you know, unfortunately these guys didn't really pan out, but, you know, I got a future first and at the time you know i really liked my depth at my you know what i uh, drafted in the, in the startup but um yeah this was kind of a bust bust draft for me but it's all right all right then let's move on to talk about your first season by far your your highest point in this league um so season one was a very good one for you you ended up finishing nine and four you ended up walking away with the two seed, which included the first round bye, uh, and you beat Will by 41 in the semis, and then you lost to Randy by only seven points in the finals. Very close matchup. Let's take a look at some of those core players that were on your roster. You did finish with Lamar Jackson, who was the quarterback one on the season. For running backs, you had two of note, being Leonard Fournette, the running back seven, and Kenyon Drake, the running back, 17. That shocks me looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, I think he was with Cardinals at that time. Yep. Uh, and then also, if we take a look at your wide receivers, you didn't have any super studs. I guess maybe Kenny Galladay, who was the wide receiver, 9. But you did have some depth. Uh, Devontae Adams was injured most of that year. But he finished as the wide receiver, 23, even with injury. And then you had DJ Moore, who was the wide receiver, 16. Additionally, you had Zach Ertz, who was the tight end, 4. On the season, so you did have quite a few uh, good pieces. That looking at them like right now with their dynasty value, it's like a lot of those guys have kind of fallen off. So you did get um, some good value out of them in the first season. Uh, what were your overall takeaways and thoughts from year one? Yeah, I honestly I was kind of shocked. At my you know I didn't see Lamar coming out of the the woodwork and just blowing up the league essentially. Um, you know, I, obviously everyone wants to win, um, but I, I didn't think, you know, I wanted to make the playoffs first year, um, but, you know, I was just seeing how things were falling off, and I really liked my guys um, when I started each week, and, you know, Lamar Jackson definitely helped racking up all the points. Um, wish Devontae was a little healthier this season, but still great production from him, um, and Fournette and Drake really, really surprised me in, in getting a lot of points and a lot of um you know it, it kept me a lot of games for those um for those two guys to keep keep producing each week so and you did not have any trades in the first season you did in the startup but in the season you did not so we're just going to roll right on to the 2020 rookie draft uh you ended up having five picks in this draft 
Starting with the 112, you selected T. Higgins. Uh, how do you feel about that pick that you made? I love this pick. I was really high on him. I could have seen, you know, I, I, I was like, this guy could be on my roster for, for five plus years. I think he, you know, was good value. I know Cincinnati was, uh, you know, it was it. Did they have uh, um, the quarterback? Um, Burrow? Burrow. I believe uh, it no, was. I think, they were, I think they had like Andy Dalton or Andy something. Andy Dalton, like okay. That. Um, but I knew things were going to change around in Cincinnati, um, and I just really liked I really liked his uh, college tape and just what he can bring to the table. So very happy with that pick um, as I was drafting in the 12th spot. So um, yeah, I thought it was a good good pick. All right, and then the, your next selection came at the 212, and you selected Chase Young in IDP for uh, the Washington Commanders. Yeah, this one honestly is a little disappointing. Not that Chase Young isn't a phenomenal player. It's just he's been injured so much, and it just kills me to like sit him on the IR all the time. And looking back, I'm sure you could rattle off five or six names that are just been absolute studs that I could have picked. Um, so maybe I got a little ahead of myself and was a little confident in my current roster. Um, probably should have looked at a little bit more depth but you know nonetheless chase when he when he's healthy produces you know some good idp games um so hopefully he stays healthy in his new commander's uniform this season and then your third selection came in the third round he's still on your roster i believe he is yes uh and it is eno benjamin with the arizona cardinals yeah uh, he's like the little train that can he i believe in him i think he can land in a not a starting running back, but a good handcuff position. Um, so I, I, again, was a high high roller on him. Um, and again, I hope he emerges as some sort of better role this year for me as he's still currently on my roster. And then you had two selections in the fourth round, including the 409, which was LaMichael Pirine with the Jets. And then also... Uh, the 412, which was Mr. Irrelevant, and Jason Huntley in honor of where you are from. Yes, represent Huntley, Illinois. Um, Love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Michael Ryan, um these last two picks were just gambles. They're rolling the dice, um, seeing what they can produce or what what how they can produce in or see um, how they act in camp, I should say. I'm trying to rephrase that. Um they didn't really pan out too well. I mean, Michael P. Ryan's still kind of hovering around, but I don't think that he's going to get a lot of playing time. Um, neither is uh, Jason. So, first three picks, okay. Last two, not so much. Yeah. All right. If we go then into your second season. So in year two, you finished with a record of six and seven. You barely missed the playoffs. You were the seven seed. Uh, some of your core players included. The quarterback, 10, in Lamar Jackson. Uh, you had two running backs of note, including Alvin Kamara, who was the running back, 1, and Kenyon Drake, once again, running back, 16. At the wide receiver, you had Tyler Lockett, who was the wide receiver, 8, and DJ Moore, who was the wide receiver, 23. Um, and then at tight end, you had Robert Tunyon, who was the tight end, 4. Um, do you have any thoughts about year 2? Um, the, not too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll get in the trade of 
Alvin Kamara, but I was happy to bring him on my on my roster. Um, again, another solid solid season for Lamar. Um, Robert Tonyan came out of nowhere, um, so I was pleased to have him on my roster and seeing him do really well. So I you know started playing him a lot more. Um, and that's funny how I don't even remember having Tyler Lockett on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it must have been a trade, but, um, yeah. Okay, so let's get into some of your trades from the 2020 season. You had five, really, of decent note. It started with a trade you made with Justin, in which you walked away with Elvin Kamara and a third, which ended up being the value of Isaiah Simmons. And Justin walks away with Devontae Adams and the value of Denzel Mims. How do you feel about that trade? Um, at the time, I, I think it was a pretty fair trade. I don't know what you... Yeah, I, th- I think it's fair. I, I thought it was it's a fine. fair trade. Running um, backs are more tough to come across. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, Justin's a huge Packer fan. I know he's probably listening or should be listening. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think I think it was a good trade for, for, for both ends. I know he needed kind of a solid wide receiver i needed a like a dynasty stud in a in, in a running back so no i i was totally fine i i felt very confident walking away from the trade table on that one the second trade you made then was between you and andy you walked away with mike kasicki she walked away with a third which was the value of isaiah simmons so basically you got mike kasicki for isaiah simmons yeah and uh not to jump ahead, but Gasicki is off my roster now. I traded him with Justin, so um, I, I wish I kind of kept him. Um, I really saw a lot of value in him. Um, he's kind of a, a younger guy, obviously, from um, uh, the Big Ten, and, and I just I, I, I wanted to roll the dice on him. I needed some, some depth in, in my tight end, uh, tight end room, so went ahead and grabbed him. Third, the third trade was between you and Little Slads, in which you walked away with Sony Michelle, and he walked away with a second and third, which uh, ended up being Kadarius Tony, which you ended up making the selection of and Micah Parsons. So Sony Michelle at the time was with I think New England. He was again. I think it was just trying to build. I was trying to build a little bit more depth in my running back room. Um, Funny enough, you ended up getting away back that that pick the second round pick yeah so yeah it kind of worked out for me but um i mean sony michelle again not on my roster anymore yeah so uh you walked away with dj chark and a fourth which ended up being elijah mitchell oh god imagine if you had kept that pick man so dj chark and the value of elijah mitchell to cascade bear for darius slayton and sony michelle that's like you know (laughs) cue the uh skirt daddy you know that one's gonna keep me up at night. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, yeah, I thought I. I really thought I won that trade, and man, was I wrong on that. No. Um, shout out to Cascade Bear too. Congrats, um, representing the North up there. So, um, love that. We the North. We the North. Um, yeah, I wish I took that one back. Didn't didn't uh, that one didn't settle well. And then the next trade was between you and Andy. I know you're like how the hell did I get Tyler Lockett? (laughs) Well, here's how. So you walked away with Tyler Lockett, and you sent Andy Anthony Miller, Jamie Collins, and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, this one caused a little stir, I think. Yeah, and looking back, it was like, 
honestly, it should have just been fine, which is why I'm not vetoing any more trades. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I think I made her add like a pick, like a sixth, or I don't even remember yeah. what it was. Or you had to add something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Something. I mean, I, I was like, I really wanted to lock it, and, uh, you know, we were talking for a while on. Yeah. Players. You added Anthony Miller. We made you, and you're like, you were pissed. Because you're like, I really want Anthony Miller. Oh, and he yeah. was nothing anyway. So. And he was nothing. He I was... guess that doesn't matter anyway. So. Yeah. But um, how did I get rid of Tyler Hunter? <laughs> In a later trade. With Andy again. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Um, there's just two flips and flops with Andy. Um, yeah, I guess nothing else to say on that one. Yeah. But. Okay, and now let's go back to the 2021 rookie draft which is one that you've got to be very excited about. Oh, boy. Uh, you had two firsts, a second, and a sixth. Uh, let's go through it, and you have two firsts again this year, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Uh, 2021 rookie draft. So the 103, you selected Jamar Chase, wide receiver for the Bengals, and that speaks for itself. What oh, do you think? man, I was jumping up and down, moving all around. I was I was thrilled. I honestly didn't know. Uh, who I don't know who was picking ahead of me. Yeah, I'm looking right now. So, um, Andy took Javante Williams, right. and Spaceballs took Najee Harris. Okay. So those are both reasonable picks because yeah. they're running backs. Right. No, not I'm not not saying bad picks. I just was like, please, if Jamar can can fall to me. Um, I didn't know if Andy was going to take him or not, but I'm glad. Uh, you know, she got a stud in in Williams. But yeah, I was instant hit the button, green light, lit it up. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. The next selection then was another stud. You took at the 105, Kyle Pitts, the tight end with Atlanta. Yeah, and I think Will was in between us, and I was really like. And Will has TJ Hawkinson, so you probably felt good about not about Pitts actually falling to you. So I think it honestly, I think it was smart that you took Chase first instead of Pitts because if you would have oh, taken yeah. Pitts, I don't think you would have gotten Chase. No, 100. percent You're right on that. Um, yeah, those are the two guys I wanted. Those are the two guys I selected. So, you know, all peaches and cream. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kyle started out a little slow this year, but, man, I mean, he's like freaking 15 years old. He's a monster, so he's going to be here for a while. And hopefully, uh, knock on wood, Deshaun Watson goes to Atlanta and lights this place up. So. Yeah. All right, your third selection was in the second. It was right in the middle. You took Kadarius Tony with the Giants. Yeah, a guy I was, again, high on, and I was like, this guy could produce a lot. I think he had a really good um, combine, and uh, I just, you know, thought I just saw raw talent, and I was like, we're going we're gonna to get him. So, mm-hmm. And then finally in the sixth round, I think he's still in your taxi, yep. uh, Aziz Ojolari. He's an IDP with the Giants. Yeah, um, a lot of question marks around him, again. Just kind of a shot in the dark, see what he can do. Hopefully, maybe produce some games here and uh, start working toward uh, a roster spot. Mm-hmm. So let's get into our third season for you. Uh, probably the lowest point when it comes to record-wise, mm-hmm. but you do have some really good young pieces to be excited about. So in season three, you ended with a record of four and ten. Uh, you finished as the number ten seed. So. Uh, third from the bottom and you had four players of note to help out with your core that included running back eight in Alvin Kamara uh, wide receiver five in Jamar Chase in his rookie year 
He's wide receiver 18 in DJ Moore. So the third straight year, he's been at least a running or a wide receiver two. And then finally, the tight end six in Kyle Pitts in his rookie year. Uh, what were your overall takeaways from season three? Um, a little disappointed, to be honest. I was hoping to compete a little bit more. Um, but again, those young pieces that you just mentioned, I am very high on. Um, DJ has been producing a lot. Obviously, Jamar Chase is going to be a stud for a long time. Um, and Kyle Pitts will, will get into the offense, um, especially they'll, they'll, they'll need him a lot more. So um, overall disappointing, but, you know, I think I've, I'm, I'm go, I think I've hit the, the bottom of the, the hill here, and I think things are going to start crawling up for me. So at least I hope. All right, so we'll dig into the trades that went down in 2021. The first trade happened with you and Andy, where you sent her Tyler Lockett again. So she got Tyler Lockett, Robert Tunyon, Matthew Stafford, and Boston Scott, and you walked away with the 103, which ended up being Jamar Chase. I think I won. <laughs> I don't know, though. I... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of those players have a higher ceiling uh, to kind of counteract what Jamar Chase's ceiling is. Yeah, I knew I had to send kind of the house to get a potential Jamar Chase, and I was, like, very comfortable doing that. Um, we'll see how those players – I mean, if she wanted depth, she got it, so that's okay. The next selection was – be the next trade was between you and Sterk. Uh, you walked away with a second, which ended up being Kadarius Tony. And Sterk walked away with Zach Ertz, a third, which was Dwayne Eskridge, and a fifth, which ended up being Jarrett Patterson. Um, not too – I mean, this trade was fine with me. Hmm. Again, I think some people thought I got fleeced, but I – Zach Ertz is, is – he's got – I think he just signed a contract for like three years. Yeah, for the but Cardinals. I, I don't know. He's getting old. He's injured all the time. I was getting sick and tired of that, so – okay with him i was okay with shipping him off so um yeah then the next deal came between you and justin justin walks away with mike gasicki you walk away with a third and nico collins we actually were sitting at the exact same spots we were doing we're doing this podcast right now <laughs> mike and and Lil, and i wanted to trade i wanted to get some value and we ended up talking pretty briefly and got that deal done but um at the time now looking at you know they gave mike the tag and he signed it the other day so good for him um and justin will have a nice you know potential piece at tight end um but it's all right i think my tight end room is is looking okay right now so yeah it's all right <clears throat> all right the next uh trade was and the final one was between you and little slads you walked away with austin hooper a first a f and then two fourths two fourths a first and hooper for t higgins how do you feel about that? I love this trade. Hmm. I, as much as I just talked about, what is Slad? What was Slad's pick? Was he three or four? I think three, right? I think he was three. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was an. I was like, he was very high on T Higgins, which I am. I just mentioned that he. I could see him on my team, but I just when when the when the trade was offered to me, I kind of felt it. And then once we got to this agreement, I was like, yep, this sounds very, this sounds good to me. Plus, I had Jamar Chase, and I don't want to cannibalize more 
stuff on the same team. Um, so I, I really like it, and uh, hopefully it will pay dividends here shortly. And that's it for the trades. That's it for your season breakdowns and draft. So the final thing we need to do here is just kind of talk about your depth chart right now. So I plugged all of your players into uh, this depth chart here. And we're going to go position by position. And you can just kind of talk about how you feel about each of them. So at the quarterback position right now, you have Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, and Ian Book as your three quarterbacks. How do you feel about those three? Um, need a little help. Um, you know, Lamar is, again, leaning a lot on him. And injuries happen, obviously, to the NFL. So, um, you know, I'll be looking to see what's out there in the next draft or two, or, you know, I think it's going to be more like acquiring someone via trade. Mm. Um, so, At the running back position right now, you have Alvin Kamara, Chase Edmonds, Eno Benjamin, Ken or Kenyon Drake, and Tony Jones Jr. That's it? Yep. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, again... Uh, Luckily, think, Chase Edmonds just signed with Miami. Yeah, Chase. You got to hope that. I mean, they gave him a good amount of money. They so. did. I, I don't think they're going to draft anyone. Yeah, hope, that's the hope. Um, that would be awesome because then I would have two starters. And Elvin, you know, please behave yourself and don't get in any mischief here because I need you. Um, again, another position I'm, I'm still working the depth. So shout out. Please send me any trades for running backs. Um I can package some stuff if you need. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the wide receivers. So this is where most of your players are. Uh, it includes Jamar Chase, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, DJ Chark, Gabriel Davis, Kadarius Toney, Marquez Callaway, Kendrick Bourne, Nick, or Nico Collins, Josh Reynolds, Cole Beasley, Olamide Zacchaeus, Frank Darby, and Michael Strachan. I thought that said Strahan for a second. I That's did not right. know Michael Strahan was a wide receiver. <laughs> uh, who do you really like from that list? Um, I really – well, DJ Moore, I am very high on him. And honestly, I'm very curious to see what the Atlanta, the two Atlanta um, – Frank Darby, I know he's you know he's sat on my taxi, but he could see some snaps. Um, Marquez Callaway could be interesting. We'll see what happens there. Um, but uh, I need Kenny Galladay to, to do something this year for me. He, you know, he literally did nothing until mm -hmm. last year. So, um, but Jamar is leading the way on that pack for sure. At the tight ends, then, you have six of them right now, including Kyle Pitts, Austin Hooper, who actually got cut today. Yeah. So I'm going to bump David Njoku as we're talking up. Austin Hooper down. I mean, he, Hooper's, Hooper's probably going to get picked up somewhere, though. Yeah, you'd assume. Uh, but, I mean, Njoku getting $10 million a year does make you feel like he's going to be valuable. And if the rumors are true about Deshaun Watson potentially going to Cleveland – um, which it sounds like Baker's pretty much gone anyways, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um, that could be interesting. So it's Kyle Pitts, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, Noah Gray, Donald Parham, and Tyree Jackson. How do you like your tight ends? Three are solid, the first three. Uh, 
I think Puka will land somewhere. Njoku obviously just got the bag. He's going to be the guy there. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I uh, don't really need to say anything about him. Noah Gray, I mean, again, those other two, um, Farham, I think those guys are going to be a couple years off, but I want to keep them for, for value because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think Farham is going to be a little bit obviously ahead of Noah, um, but those guys ahead of them are could retire and or could be injured very easily. So yeah, yep. Uh, then at the kicker position, you have one in Tyler Bass, probably a good add as it's attached to the Bills' offense. So hopefully, and he's pretty solid. So yep. yeah, I've I've had <clears throat> I've had Tyler for a while, and um, you know he's been he's been doing awesome. So he's my kicker. All right, IDPs of note. So here's what we got right now. We got Eric Kendricks, Leonard Floyd, Chase Young, Corey Littleton, Leonard Williams, Kenny Moore, Jesse Bates, Aziz Ojulari, and John Johnson. Yeah, I actually picked up Jesse Bates like just on the wire. I couldn't believe that. Um, probably need a little more uh, help on the IDPs, but again, that's probably going to be you know later in the drafts. I'll, I'll start looking to grab those guys, but. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have the worst IDPs in the league. What do you think? No. Probably not. Could definitely some help, but um, not the worst. All right. Now we get into your three years of picks. Starting with this year, uh, have you been doing any draft scouting at all? I have. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm open for potential trades, um, but, uh, but I'm doing a lot of research and understanding who I want to take at the three board. Mm-hmm. So right now you have, in the first round, you have two picks. You have the three and the four overall. In the second, you have the 203, the 301, the 303, the 403, 404, 407, 503, and 603. So right there, that is 10 picks right now yep. in your docket. Yep. As Will mentioned, I don't know if I'll be drafting all these players. <laughs> I like that quote. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly is true. I don't know if <clears throat> I think it would be nice to package some of these up, or if someone during the draft, if you know, they need to pause and talk trades, that's totally fine. But um, I'm totally open for anything. I'm not going to say I'm not going to. You know, if something comes along my way, I'll I'll definitely uh, see it through. But um, yeah, excited for this draft. I think it's going to be another solid draft for me hopefully start working up towards the mountain again and then in 2023 and 2024 you have all six of your picks no trades have been made how do you feel overall about your team moving forward as we wrap up here um this is going to be a big big year for me i think after this draft hopefully all goes well um i just need my guys to stay healthy and uh produce on the field um as everyone else does so um I think it's. I think hopefully I've hit the bottom with this last year, and I'm hopefully climbing up the mountain again. Goal is to make the playoffs, obviously, and uh, give myself a shot. So, um, looking very, very good though. I'm I'm happy with the depth um, at some of these positions, but definitely need a lot of help. It's it's still uh, there's still a long way off, as uh, some of these other teams, as we've already as you've already previewed, um, are in really good positions to repeat. Pop crop cascade there. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Well, that's all we got on this episode of For the Throne Dynasty podcast. Join us next week as we break down break down the 
team known as D. Sladke, who has long anticipated, on my end, hearing his clapback at Team Candles Still Lit, who talked a lot of trash in his team preview. So that's all I got on this episode. Thank you, Prince Palmer, for joining me. Yes. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.